The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Live on 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's hear from you. Andy's in Philly. Start us off on 98.7. Hey, Larry. How you doing? Doing great, Andy. What's up, my friend? So, you know, I want you. Uh, I agree with you 100% on the offensive line. Douglas has been here for five seasons, four and a half seasons. They've had an unsettled line to open every season. They, you know, they brought a center in right before the very first game uh, the first year. And, you know, so the offensive line never plays together. Same thing this year. You know, ironically, the trade, you know, Douglas blinked in that trade for Aaron Rodgers, switched positions, and lost the left tackle that might have actually Mm. (laughs) saved Rodgers from getting hurt in in their first game. But that you know that, that's one thing. I, I'm watching. I'm watching a play today. I think it was the second second series. The Jets get three yards on first down. You yeah. know they're backed up the 10, 15 yard line. So they come out second and seven. Uh, Garrett's on the right, and uh, there's there's a free safety that's sort of drifting over there. So he's got he's got double coverage. Over on the left is Lazard. Single mm-hmm. coverage. Nine guys on the line. Nine guys. So you got single coverage there. He's rolled up right on top of him. That's where you have to throw the ball. That's the that's the time uh-huh. to take a deep shot to the left. Uh-huh. You don't hand the ball off into a into a nine man line. Now I don't know whether that's Wilson's call, but you know I, I think Salah he comes out thinking, you know, uh, well my defense will do it. We're we're just not going to make a mistake, and they drill it into the kid's head all week. Not don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. And this is what you get. Next week, they know it's not that formula is not going to work, so they're going to cut it loose, and the offense will look better. You know, they'll look better, and I, I don't think it'll be enough. But you know, I just you know I think it's more than just, obviously it's more than the quarterback. I, you know, Douglas has bungled three quarter all three quarterbacks here. They they gave up on Sam too early. Right, they could have kept him there when they drafted Wilson. Right, there was no reason they said, "Oh, we have to get rid of him for because of the fifth year." You don't have to get rid of him. You, you don't have to pay him. Just we'll see what happens. Right, uh, Donald was a bigger, stronger version of Wilson. He had the same arm, same uh, escapability, and you know, then they draft Wilson second. <laughs> I hated that move, and then they go after Rodgers with no line. Mm-hmm. You build with the offensive line. You build yeah. with the offensive line, then you get your quarterback. No question, Andy. You're right. Thanks for the phone call. You, you build. You build both sides of the ball. You build from the line back. This is elementary football. And see, here's the thing: Joe Douglas knows that. He's tried to do it. it hasn't worked. He's he's traded. He's traded for people. He's signed free agents. He's drafted. He he has done. There has been, I mean, they have made a lot of moves on this offensive line since Joe Douglas has gotten here and before Joe Douglas got here. It's not that they've said we don't need offensive linemen. They've had offensive linemen come in and out of here all the time. They're just not good. Or they're not coached up. Or they've got issues. Or only one or two of them can stay healthy. Whatever has gone wrong, and we say that, and this is not to take Joe Douglas off the hook. I mean, we've said it before. A lot of teams with bad offensive lines. A lot of teams. Okay? But this team 
has put their young quarterbacks in position behind bad offensive lines, and they haven't helped them out. Okay, and once again, today, I get it. Dwayne Brown is, is now going to be an injury reserve for the next month. Okay, so he, he's not coming back for a minimum of four games. Minimum. And, you know, I've said it before. Great veteran. Had a very successful career in the National Football League. He is not supposed to be your starter at 38. He's supposed to be your backup. He's not supposed to be your starter. He's supposed to be coming in now because your starter went down. All right? And that's been the issue. And you had to know. You're in negotiations with Aaron Rodgers. You had to know in a quiet moment that the offensive line needed to be fortified before you put Aaron Rodgers behind it. It's, 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 it's like, I know you don't expect Aaron Rodgers to get hurt. I get it. You did. There's no way you could know that Aaron Rodgers would get a torn, would suffer a torn Achilles on the fourth snap of the first drive on Monday night, opening the season. There is no way you could know. No way. But you had to be prepared in case something happened to Aaron Rodgers. If you weren't going to do something with the offensive line, then you needed to upgrade your backup quarterback position. You have to, it's a salary cap sport. I get it. But you still have to prepare for something to go wrong. With some kind of backup. Okay, we didn't do the offensive line. All right, we're not going to do uh, upgrade ourselves to backup quarterback. Even if you still said Zach is number two, even in that scenario, even in that scenario. I mean, come on. You couldn't even pull him today. And I get it. Maybe, you know, we're trying to build this confidence up. We're trying to do that. Okay. I got to listen. If I'm Robert Sala, I, I got to win games. <laughs> okay. My neck's on the line here. I got to win games. I'm not trying to have, I don't want to see him leave. I don't want to see anybody lose their job. But we are talking about professional sports, which is a results business. Okay. You're going to tell me that, all right. No matter what the record, he's got to come back because nobody knew that Aaron Rodgers was going to get hurt. I'm telling you that if this Jet defense doesn't start getting off the field on third down, no matter how good, how many points they're limiting, who's going to be blamed for the defense? It ain't going to be Nathaniel Hackett. John's in Westchester. John, you're next on 98.7. Hi, Larry. How are you? All right, John. What's I, up? I, well, I, I, I want to applaud you for, uh, I think, trying to be as realistic as you can about the Jets. The, the puzzlement to me, it, it's very hard to, to see, determine, is there leadership on this team? I, I, we're going into the third year with Wilson, and this excuse of, well, you're not going to get a quarterback to come in who's going to replace Aaron Rodgers. 
We never had Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers never did a thing for the Jets this year. We're replacing Zach Wilson. That's a fallacy. Rodgers wasn't part of this team. He never played. We're the same team as we were last year, and everybody's touting how much better we are, not because of Rodgers, obviously, if he played, but because of all the other guys, too, who are going to come into their own. And they haven't. And this constant harangue, that the hosts give. And I, I, I appreciate the guys at fifth quarter. Look, they're hosting a show that talks about a team that continually loses, so they're going to utter forward a lot of platitudes. But this nonsense of the Jets' defense played well enough to win, there's not two different truths to this. There's one truth. You won or you didn't win. The Jets' defense lost seven games in a row last year. They're losing this year. They're not doing enough to win. The same thing with the offense. And when are we going to try to tie this all together? I mean, it's like they want to be giving out participation trophies. And I think Wilson summed it up perfectly. When they brought him out of the fifth quarter, he goes, with arrogance, mind you, well, you know, we were right there at the end. We did enough to almost win this game. Fabulous. Let me give you a trophy because you participated in the game. You didn't win. There's only one truth. You win or you lose. Am I nuts or am I nuts? You're not, John. Thanks for the phone call. You're not. But we are, as analysts, I'll I'll leave Zach out of it. As analysts, with Don and Greg, you know, and especially Greg who's played the game, you're looking at this game and you're saying, listen, Yes, you lost, okay, and reacting to phone calls and of that nature, and you're saying, yeah, the defense could play better. I mean, I listened to them on the way home. Yes, the defense could play better. There's no question. you got to get off the field on third down. You have to. You know your team is not going to score points. John, they know. They know. They lived it last year, okay? They did. So they know what this offense looks like. So they have no margin for error. And yes, they did not play well, but they gave up 13 points. So not that it's a participation trophy, but it's, yeah, everybody doesn't play great every single week. And one side of the ball has to pick up the other side of the ball. And okay, my defense gave up 13 points. All right. Could my offense give me a touchdown? Another, could my offense give me two touchdowns? Could my offense give me another set of field goals? Why is my offense throwing short on fourth and 10? John, that's what the, we need to pick. Can, can, can one side of the ball pick up the other side of the ball? It's fourth and 10. Zach, you can't throw it short on fourth and 10. You got to do something. You got to scramble. You got to do something. On fourth and ten, you can't you you can't throw it for two yards. And once again, backed up near your own end zone, you can't take a safety. You can't. You gotta throw it away. You cannot take a safety in that spot. You can't. Because that puts you in the position now you gotta get sevens. You think you're gonna get sevens back to back? You hadn't, got, you hadn't got seven. The offense hadn't moved all game. I mean, it's, it's, it is, it's, God, 
It's frustrating watching it. Just watching the game is frustrating. I can't imagine being invested. I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine uh, Rick DiPietro. I can't imagine Alan Hahn, Jet fans. I can't imagine Ty Butler, Jet fan. I, I, I can't imagine Jet fans listening. I can't imagine Jose and Buddha and, and, and guys who, who call, Ira, and guys who call them. I, I can't imagine how, I, I can't imagine how you go through this. Okay, because it's, it is as mind-boggling as anything how you can put put yourself in this position to be realistic. It's like, what are you looking at? You you didn't think when you put this off, there was no other way for you to get the running game going? I mean, I just can't understand how you can put in extra blockers. They had tight ends. And they still couldn't run the football. That is, that is, is uh, it's, it's mind-boggling to me. It just is. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't. 1-800-919-3776. Also via X at Hardest to ESPN at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7FM. Conversation continues on 98.7 ESPN. The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. So let me do this. Let me do it this way. Uh, Zach Wilson talked about the touchdown drive. Now, remember what I said earlier. That is, for me, that is probably the most frustrating thing. Is you see him on that drive where they march down the field like that, and and you looking and you're looking around and you're like, why? Why is this happen like once every two games? Why does this happen once, maybe once a game? Maybe, if you're lucky, maybe. Why, why does this happen? Why doesn't this happen more often? All right, so here's Zach Wilson, what we want on the touchdown drive. Well, I think it gets to a point where we're not doing anything, and as a quarterback, it comes a point where you got to try and go make a play, you know, and I think the guys did a great job of kind of our hurry up offense going there. And, you know, they gave us some looks where I thought we were able to exploit a little bit. And we got some momentum on our side. I think that helped. I think more than anything, it was just getting the ball rolling. I think we picked up a couple first first downs, and it was finally like, oh, my goodness, here we go. Finally, we get to go. You know, how can we build on that? So we're going to watch that film and figure out. All right, so it was just a great job by, by the reporters in the room. Okay, so if that went well, hurry up offense, stuff like that, on the touchdown drive, were you handcuffed by the play calling previously? I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. You know, I thought we had a great plan going into it. I still think it was a good plan. I think we just, you know, we need to find a way as players to keep these drives going so that we can stick to the plan. It's the biggest thing. We all got to find a way to, to be better. I think the rest will kind of take care of itself. I think when you get to an end of a game and you have a chance to come back and win, I think because we played the field position well, we took care of the rock, we gave ourselves a chance to, to put a drive like that together. And as a quarterback, when, when the fourth quarter comes, that's that's your time to, you know, you got to do a little more now. You don't want to do that too early, you know, because that's how you can lose a game. But majority of games are close all the way to the end. So that's when you got to start, you know, putting your foot on the pedal. All right. So that's, that's Zach Wilson. Okay. Makes sense. So tell us now, on the 4th and 10 to Conklin, why? 
I know the situation. It's fourth and ten. You know, we'll go back and watch it. I didn't, I didn't love what I saw in the back end. I mean, of course, I mean, what, what's, what's going to be wide open on fourth and ten? But, you know, my thought process was if I could get it out to Conk quick enough, there was only one guy over there. He makes a miss. He's able to get the first down. But obviously, right as the ball got there, the guy tackled him. So find a way to be better because I got I to gotta find a way. Fourth and ten, you got to have a situation. I understood the situation. We're going to go back and watch it. So here's my translation of what he said on the fourth, in the fourth and ten. Because that's that's reality, ladies and gentlemen. He told you what he saw, okay? So what that means is there was one guy over there. He threw it, so single coverage. There's one guy there. He looked deep, nothing. He went to the one guy. So what he did was he went there too late. He is a split-second to maybe second and a half late. When you look, you look, okay, it's not there. You got it. You have to me, no matter if he, if there's one guy over there, then he's the guy you give it to. He's got to help you make a play. You don't have time to look down the field. If there's, if that's single coverage, okay, that tells me there's double, there's doubles elsewhere. All right. And I got to get 10. I mean, everybody, you get me? I got to get 10. It's single coverage on this guy. I got That's where I got to go. That's my best chance. One-on-one coverage, I gave it to my receiver. He's gotta, I got to give it to him early for a chance to beat it. That's what I got to do. I, don't, I didn't like what I saw down. Forget down there. You got one-on-one coverage right here. 1-800-919-3776. Jose's in Brooklyn. Jose, you're next on 98.7. Good evening, Larry, and shout out to the company. And, oh, man. Um, <laughs> so my thing with the Jets, because it was, it was a great experience meeting you. Thank you for um, allowing me to take the picture. And, no problem. And, and doing all that. You, you were awesome in person and a great experience in person to meet. Um, and the one thing that's really, because as you saw, I was, you know, hyping myself up for, for you know, the eventual disappointment because I, I really <laughs> thought that, you know, I was like, hey, I, I, I'm like, I, I don't want, want to lose to this team for a 15 straight time. I don't want to see Bill Belichick smiling like he was condescendingly smile when Zach Wilson threw through all those picks to remember that remember that mm-hmm. highlight. Yeah. So I'm I am i am just going in and hey, you know what? I just said and you know me, I, 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 when we were having the conversation, I'm like, hey, I might buy a ticket because I'm seeing the prices drop, and I ended up buying a real nice seat. So I, I watch it up in, in person, and at this point, I'm just tired, Larry. <laughs> I'm yeah. just tired of the excuses. I'm tired of everything that goes along with this problem because now I, I really cannot believe I'm hearing this. A defense, just because they made arrogant comments of being the Bears' 1985 defense, which was very ill-advised and very woefully, you know, bad. Now we're getting to a point where they give up 13 points, and people who still don't want to acknowledge 
that the main issue at the end of the day is the most important position on the field. And yet we're still blaming the defense in a performance where they gave up 13 points. And I know that they didn't get off the field in those certain third, third down situations. I was there. I was watching it. But in no way did I ever feel like this loss was totally on the defense or totally on, you know, everything else that went along with it when our quarterback just cannot put four to five passes together to sustain the drive. And when we don't have that, and now I'm hearing stories that the Jets turned down and scoffed at Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan's services when they're calling Florham Park, and I'm getting to hear stories like that, it's, it, it, it adds to the biggest frustration of, of it all, which is that they're still trying to avoid them saying, we made a mistake with the second-round pick. With the, I'm not sorry, with the second overall pick. And since they don't want to admit that they made that mistake, they are willing to sacrifice another season. And at this point, I, I, I'm, for, uh, I'm at an all-time frustrated high. I cannot believe that we're still going down this road when we've already answered the question last year. There's not going to be any consistent improvement. Everything that everybody tried to lie to themselves over hard knocks and the, and the training camp and everything else that went along with it, that was all just feel-good material that Woody and Joe Douglas, I guess, cooked up together because I guess they don't want to admit that they made the mistake, wanted us to believe this is he's not good. And to to still continue this story, I'm sorry, Larry, it, it's done. It's over. It's time for us to just go out there and move on, get another quarterback, because at the end of the day, the, there is going to be point, finger pointing. It, mm-hmm. It's waiting it's to happen. It's coming. Sorry. Yeah, it's coming. I want to thank you. (laughs) All right, Jose, thanks for the phone call. It's coming. It is. There's no question. Came last year. And yeah, Jose, you're right about the defense. It's just... They know they got to get off the field on third down. They got no margin for error. Is it fair to them? Absolutely not. But on the third and 15, Jose, you can't give up 16. You have, because your offense can't get back. That was a spot where you could pin. That was a spot right there. You get a short field for this offense. Once again, I know it's not fair. I get it. I get it. But going into this game, you knew. The defense had to play lights out. And they were very close. They were close. But third, the third and 15, and it's it's really crazy that it comes down to two, like two or three plays on the defense. That hurts them. It's crazy. It's crazy. And once again, they had opportunities to get picks. Ball, slippery ball. Didn't happen. Didn't they didn't get it? Okay. You know? Um, it's it's just when you have a team that's not running on all cylinders, things happen, man. And you just you just shake your head. <laughs> you just do. I mean, once again, third and fifteen, you can't give up sixteen. Can't. You got to stop them. Uh, one blown coverage. One. 
One blown coverage that leaves the tight end wide open running down the sideline. One blown coverage. And it and, and it's the difference in the game. Because it because your offense, and you know, because you play against them every day, <laughs> your offense can't overcome that. Just can't. Can't do it. More of your calls next on 9870 ESPN. The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. And it's funny, he called in, and I was thinking about him because this was the second time I heard today about these uh, uh, rumors about the Jets reaching out to Carson Wentz and, and Matt Ryan, and so I was going to reach out to Samini, and Samini called me. So, hi, Rich, how are you? Hey, Larry, I, I was driving home, and I was enjoying your show, and I just feel the... Uh just the heartache of the Jet fans, and I felt like this was worth an emergency uh, phone call to you to try to, try to talk through this and uh, make heads or tails out of what happened today. I, I appreciate it, Rich, and I know the audience does. So uh, give, give me your thoughts on what you saw today. I had to check my phone during the game on the calendar on my phone because I felt like I was in 2022 again, just reliving some of the – offensive doldrums from last season. I, it was just one of those deja vu moments. I mean, uh, Zach Wilson not knowing where to go with the ball, holding the ball too long, making poor decisions with the ball, and three and outs, seven three and outs today, which is just is just utterly mind-boggling. And they kind of lucked into a touchdown there for the second week in a row. And it's uh, I feel the pain of the Jet fan because there's nothing worse in football when you can't score because it makes everything else look bad and they can't score right now. Three offensive touchdowns in three games is just embarrassing. Now, Rich, I get it. As I said to the audience earlier, I understand, you know, no offensive line, the pass blocking, there's different schemes, there's things like that. I get it. You, you know, you lose Dwayne Brown Wednesday, Thursday, gone for the next four games, which means it's not going to get better, Rich. All right, so, so you know, I get that from the passing standpoint. But, Rich, from a, from a run-blocking standpoint, you mean this offensive line couldn't block to give any running backs any room? Yeah, poor run-blocking, average under two yards a carry. And I haven't checked the final, final numbers from the analytics, but I think they were running into a lot of eight-man fronts that's where you miss a guy like Aaron Rodgers because he's going to see an eight-man front. He's going to check out of that play, and he's going to throw a smoke route to Garrett Wilson. Uh, you saw it in the preseason against the Giants, which resulted in that real nice touchdown in the corner of the end zone. And Zach Wilson doesn't have the wherewithal to, to do that kind of stuff. And so that's where you miss the experience of, of an Aaron Rodgers. And uh, There's no imagination in the running game. I'm watching the uh, Patriots run. They're doing some misdirection. The Jets really don't do any misdirection. I'd like to see them get McCall Hardman involved in the running game. How about a jet sweep, maybe, just to loosen the defense up a little bit? Uh, there's just really not a lot there, and it's very predictable. Rich, I mean, let's be honest. They don't trust Zach Wilson to, to do much, do they? No, would you, though? I mean, he just was, he was processing like a split second too late. You saw it early in the game today. Uh, the, I think all three sacks were pro – the offensive line is going to get the blame for the three sacks, but he held the ball too long on all three sacks. And I know on the first one he had a wide-open Tyler Conklin. He didn't see him on the left side. 
safety was inexcusable. He held it way too long in that situation. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just got to be quicker. And I check defense. They had a lot of five-man rushes. It didn't be, seem to be anything too complicated, but he was just not seeing the field, and he was just not processing quickly today. So you asked the question, would I trust him? Absolutely not. But, but Ritz, then here's the other question. Why are you telling us he's getting better when you see before our eyes that he isn't? Yeah, well, I think, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a fair question. I think before today, I, underst- I understood their motivation. You know, they were trying to build up his confidence. You know, this is a player whose psyche was severely damaged last season by everything that went on. Some of it he brought upon himself. But a guy with a severely damaged psyche, so damaged that they didn't even want to make him the backup last year. They dropped him to number three to put him in a few weeks of mental rehab. And so... That's why they were saying this stuff going into this game, just trying to build him up. And last week was better than everyone thought. And then I saw some stuff that we, he had a great week of practice. And it's all positive reinforcement to try to build him up. And then he goes out and plays like that today. And Robert Sala wasn't critical of him today after the game, but there was also less – he was less praiseworthy. I think he was realizing what we just all saw – and he did give him a vote of confidence, but really, what choice does he have now? Is yeah. he going to go to Tim Boyle right now? That would be the ultimate. That would be the end of Zach Wilson in New York if they did that. And I don't think they're ready to do that yet. Rich Amini is my guest. Rich, um, rumors about Carson Wentz, rumors about Matt Ryan. Can you confirm it? What can you tell us? Well, that, that was a Jay Glazer report, so I'll give him the credit. He said that those agents for those players called the Jets to solicit their interest, and the Jets said no thanks. So uh, Robert Sala declined to comment on uh, after the game. I have no reason to doubt the story's validity. But, you know, the Jets, they got it. I'm surprised they don't have a third quarterback on the roster now. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks since Rodgers has been injured. You need another quarterback in the building. Joe Douglas is usually a very proactive GM. And, I mean, if something were to happen to Zach Wilson, who would play? You'd have to start Tim Boyle, and who would be the backup? They don't have one in the building. So I think the first order of business is to go out and get a guy like a Colt McCoy who can just fill out your depth chart. Now, no one expects that guy to go in and save the day. There just aren't any quarterbacks like that available right now. You just need a guy to to fill out the depth chart and – Unfortunately, I get the frustration of the fans, but like I tweeted earlier, you can't dial 1-800-FIND-A-QUARTERBACK. I mean, it's just, they just don't happen. I mean, so no one's trading their starter. No one's trading their number two at this point in the season. The Jets made this bet, and now they have to lie in it. You know, Rich, it's funny. It's hindsight, and hindsight is always perfect. But it just seems as though that, of course, as I said earlier, there's no way you could plan for or expect what happened to Aaron Rodgers on the first fourth, fourth snap of the first game of the first drive. There's no way, but it's going in to not have fortified the offensive line more to not have. And if we're not going to go with the offensive line to not have had an upgraded backup quarterback in the event, somehow that maybe, you know, something happens to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it looks like, it looks like they weren't prepared on either front. 
Right. So obviously no one expects your quarterback to go down on the fourth play of the year, but you have to, that's why these guys get paid the big bucks. You have to plan out your contingencies and the jets made a decision way back in January after the season was over that we were not going to discard Zach Wilson, that we believe in him. We're going to continue to develop him. We're going to go out and get a veteran quarterback. At that time, they didn't know it would be Aaron Rodgers, but the idea was to bring him along and groom him. And at that point, they had to make a decision. Are we going to groom him as the number two or the number three? Joe Douglas made the decision that we were going to groom him as the number two. And the, the worst nightmare came to reality. He is now their starting quarterback. And clearly he is ill-equipped for this job. You know, he hasn't gotten better from last year, and now they've compromised an entire season. And it doesn't get any easier, huh? You're going to watch Kansas City come in here uh, next Sunday night, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it goes without saying. They need, they need no introduction. I mean, they could put up points in a heartbeat. And I know you guys have been talking about the defense tonight. I mean – I don't blame the defense. I mean, you know, they weren't perfect. I mean, the 58-yard touchdown was just a really bad miscommunication breakdown. That that can't happen. Uh, but I, I don't put that on the defense. When your offense has seven three and outs, the defense, they, they must have been having deja vu from last year as well because we, how many games did we see this, this same movie last year over and over again? So, you know, the defense has certainly not been anything close to the 85 Bears, which was – Kind of a silly comment to make, but um, but they haven't been the reason. You know, the team is doing what they they just can't score points. Yeah, it, it's really crazy, uh, Rich. I know it's early, uh, but this could snowball. I mean, you know, you got Kansas City, you got Denver, and then you've got Philly. I mean, Rich, do you see a win anywhere coming up? It's got to be Denver, and I well, don't know. Well. Well, Denver, I mean, uh, the uh, Hackett-Payton uh, match, I think uh, Payton spoke too soon. I mean, he said the Broncos were the worst coach team in the history of the NFL last year. Well, they haven't. he hasn't been exactly Vince Lombardi this year in Denver, so maybe the Jets can get that one. You know, in spite of the offense and the quarterback today, Larry, what I also found troubling was I could you could see it during the game on the sideline. I think everyone saw it on TV. The players' frustration boiling mm-hmm. over a little bit with Michael Carter yelling at uh, the running backs coach Taylor, Taylor Embry and Garrett Wilson, you know, getting into an animated conversation on the sideline with Hackett and, and Zach Wilson. And I could feel it in the locker room talking to players, especially Garrett Wilson. The frustration is mounting. That's another thing that happened last year. And I think. I'm not going to go out and say the locker room is fractured right now because I think that's way premature, but I could definitely sense, and I have a good sense for these things because I've been around it so much. (laughs) So I I know it when I see it and I hear it and I feel it, and the tension is just building behind the scenes. And if they don't get a good offensive performance next week from, from Zach Wilson, things could get kind of ugly. Can Salah survive that, Rich? Another season like that? Well, not that I'm, calling I'm not for his putting job. too much blame on. Yeah, I mean, let's. It's it's way early. We got 14 games to go. If the team fractures, that certainly would be an indictment of him. You got to try to keep them together. Um, so I I think it's probably more of a Joe Douglas thing. Just mm. you know, you you mentioned the Dwayne Brown situation. I mean, uh, I mean, I know they Dwayne Brown's a good guy. He's a warrior, but 
I mean, they entrusted a 38-year-old tackle coming off a surgery who had no training camp to the starting left tackle job, and he got hurt. You know, now he's out for four weeks. Uh, They haven't had a lot of great contingencies. They're shuffling around their line. And, you know, frankly, the offensive line is a big issue. It it hasn't been fixed in the last few years. How How many years has Joe Douglas been here? He's the offensive line expert, and nothing's really changed. So, um, but I do think the five guys they started today are probably their best five. Mm-hmm. So maybe in time they build up some continuity and they get better. But uh, yeah, it's rough right now, and uh, I think it's premature to say Salah's in trouble. He's got to keep the team together, and I think they're still capable of winning some games. The schedule gets easier the second half of the year, and so. You know, if he can win six or seven games without Aaron Rodgers, I think that'd probably be okay. But if they go in the tank and the team splits, that won't be good for him. Rich, I hope you're almost home. You deserve it, my friend. <laughs> Thanks for a couple yeah, of minutes. Yeah, it's been a long day, but <laughs> no, uh, I'm almost home. Thanks That's for letting good. me pop on and do a little venting myself. No problem, Rich. Anytime. Anytime. Thanks for a couple all of right, minutes. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. You too. 1-800-919-3776. What do you think about what Samini had to say? We'll get your calls, and we'll go around the NFL to review week number three. All that's next on 98.7 ESPN. We are. Nobody expected the season to start out like this. When you, when you think, and fans, you know how badly you feel. Believe me, I know how badly you feel. But once again, when you're a player, who goes through what they go through every week to prepare to play. The practices, the the film study, the all the things that you have to go through, the cold tub the next day, <laughs> you know, trying to get those sore muscles to stop hurting and all the stuff, all the stuff that you go through. And I'm not trying to give them sympathy because it's the field they've chosen. They understand what it takes. But you can't go through that and not, and be as as bad as this team was offensively and be an offensive player and not be frustrated. Oh, you can't. And especially a young player. And, you know, I, I know Rich would agree with me. It, it, it is so interesting over the years to talk to young players who come from winning programs and they come to a team that's losing. And for Garrett Wilson, who played for, you know, Ohio State's been winning. I mean, you know, he, he, he knows winning. And they lose last year, okay? And he's frustrated. And then now this year, okay, we got Aaron Rodgers, and things are going to be better. And Rodgers, like, I like this kid. And he's Devontae Adams-like. Not comparing them, but he reminds me of Devontae Adams. And, and you see the talent. You see his ability. You see his ability to run routes. You see his his hands. You see what he can do. You see his movement. He runs routes. You see all that. And you're like, this kid could be the best wide receiver in the National Football League. And he's being wasted. Because you've got an offensive line and you've got a quarterback and you've got a combination that just can't get it done. And you're, you're just like, you're watching his talents just like waste away. I mean, and, and you're looking, and, and here's the other thing too, and it's hard, and I get it. As a Jet fan, you're looking 
at other teams' quarterbacks, and and they know what to do, <laughs> right? They 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 don't hold on to the football a lot, right? They they throw it away, and you're like, why doesn't my quarterback throw the ball away? What? Why is why am I going through this situation? How come he doesn't know in his third year? How does he not know? How does he how does he not know that you can't hold on when you're by the goal line, you can't hold on to the football? That's just common sense. How does he not know? And once again, well, you know the coaches, come on. They know. He's what they've watched video. He knows, <laughs> okay? He knows. He just, and Rich said it, and I told you earlier, and he told you, when he told you about that fourth and 10, and he said, I looked down the field. There wasn't much there. I went back to the tight end because he had, there was just a guy on him. And by the time, and then he, he came over. I'll say it to you again. Quarterbacks love one-on-one coverage. That's when you throw it. What are you looking for other than one-on-one coverage? On a fourth and ten. What are you what, what are we trying to do? You need the 10. Don't, don't we're not trying to get the 85-yard touchdown. I need the 10. It's fourth and ten. I got one-on-one coverage. Julian Chantel, help me out. Help me out. It's one-on-one coverage. And I'm looking around. Where am I going to go? Where, 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 where do I need to go? Where, where's the best matchup? <laughs> one-on-one coverage is the best matchup. Mike's in Florida. Mike, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Yeah, Larry, uh, it's funny. Uh, even before the game today, all week, I heard callers calling up and say. You know, I like the way that uh, Zach Wilson stepped up and he fired this ball. He's had like one good throw, and the whole and in in practice and and the last game and and then they talk like, oh yeah, he's I really like he's stepping up and and you guys are wrong and and Michael K told the caller, you know, what are you watching? He is so bad, Larry, and it's hard being a Jets fan down here. After what the Dolphins did today, oh, oh. there's oh, such elite. Absolutely, yes, sir. There's such elite quarterbacks, you know, uh, uh, with Buffalo, and then you have uh, the Miami quarterback today. I mean, Tua, he's just unbelievable, and they have speed all over the place. And it's really hard. Uh, this uh, this quarterback, Zach Wilson, has no business being out there. And I think they're going to find out to wrap it up. And then uh, I was, uh, thanks for the call, that uh, they're going to find out that there's some reason that the owner, this might sound off the wall or something, is letting him be out there because of uh, his – do you think there's any chance because he, he was uh, – he liked – uh, Jack Wilson's mother, and he says, I'm going to put your son out there, don't worry, because he has no business, Larry, being out there. He is so bad, it's like watching a Division II 
college guy out there. It's what it was today. And I wanted to thank you, sir. All right, Mike. Thanks for the phone call. I feel your frustration. I'm not ready to dive into that conspiracy theory about, you know, relations between family and owner. I don't know. I'm not even going to go down that road, Mike. But that's how bad he's been that people are wondering why is he still getting a chance? And yeah, he did do some things. And once again, yeah, he did step up. And you know why, Mike, you know why that was so such a big deal for Jet fans? You know why it was? Because he runs backwards all the time, Mike. Or he runs to the sideline. So, and even I mentioned it, he stepped up and ran. It was like, oh, he did learn something. <laughs> After three, in his third year, he finally realized that when you go backwards, you lose yardage. So you should try to step up. Or throw it away. And he's just like, he refuses to throw the ball away. He wants to be a hero and take the sack and lose yardage. Can you throw it away? And that's the issue. You got to throw the ball away. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers running for his life threw the ball away. You can see him try to play hero ball. Man's got two. He's got back-to-back MVPs. He knows. Lorenzen's in Brooklyn. Lorenzen, you're next on 98.7. Larry, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, oh, good afternoon. I'm sorry. Um, I just want to say, listen, um, I was a huge Joe Douglas fan when he first got here. Um, Love what he did with the Leonard Williams trade, the Jamal Adams trade, which gave us Garrett Wilson and AVT. But this is really about Zach Wilson. And I remember the draft. I remember the dilemma was either keep Sam Darnold and trade the pick for a bounty of picks or – take Zach Wilson and I think he boosted up Zach Wilson something terrible uh he fell for that pro day just like I remember years ago Johnny Manziel was in a helmet and pads and music and he had a wonderful pro day but look at that career but it doesn't even matter about sauce and the Garrett and the and the Brees Hall draft this is about Zach Wilson and the fact right now that the Jets really don't have stability at the quarterback position it's so glaring it's like a sore thumb I'm already content with next week being one and three I, I pray the Chiefs show some mercy, and then and then it's going to be the Titanic. We know we're going down. It's just to see who could be saved and who can't. But this is really, really bad, really it, bad. It is, Lorenzen. Thanks for the phone call because it's you're not competitive. See, that's the thing offensively. You heard the stats Rich Semini gave you. Seven three and outs. Seven. I mean, you you're not giving you're not giving your you're not giving it. How you gonna win? How are you winning with seven three and outs? And the defense trots right back on the field. I mean, it's 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 unacceptable. It really is. And the sad thing about this is, it doesn't look like there's any change coming. It's all. He's got to do better. He's got to play better. We got to play better. Okay. How? When? (laughs) When does this happen? I mean, does it happen? Does it happen next Sunday night? I mean, can you at least make it presentable? Can you at least be competitive? Is, Is NBC now trying to flex out of this early <laughs> can you imagine all these all these networks that say oh we want oh Jets Aaron Rodgers we want this we want prime time boom 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 
They're like, could we? Is is there a clause in that contract we could opt out and, and opt flex early? Is there an early flex clause in these contracts? <laughs> is it? Is it really? Could could we could we finally have one, please? <laughs> Man, it's frustrating. It is really frustrating. When we return, take more of your phone calls and wrap up week three in the National Football League and talk about tomorrow night's doubleheader on 98.7 ESPN.